Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Nico Farah, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Finally, I wanted you on the Women Empowerment Series, and you're just so busy, And but we're here now, which is awesome. Yes, yes. My pleasure. Yeah. So let's talk about where you're from, and um, today we're going to be talking about the metaverse and fashion. So let's talk about where you're from, and what gave you that intuitive hit to explore fashion, and what fashion means for you. Sure. Um, I'm originally Persian, and you know, in my country, um, we love to express ourselves with clothing, with um, makeup. And so beauty and fashion have been kind of in my blood. Um, even though I studied engineering, I always try to like do that as a hobby and a side and eventually merge these um, and started beauty tech and fashion tech companies. And I love beauty and fashion for, you know, just freely expressing ourselves, you know, putting out our, our identity, our mood, and people can you know communicate with us that way um so yeah the reason i got into this web3 fashion was also kind of making things even better and more enhanced because i was always struggling with the waste that this fashion industry is causing and how they're treating people and employees um so i found web3 being a cool way to solve for a lot of those yeah yeah in regards to uh, expressing yourself and, you know, the richness of colors and beauty through fashion, you know, being a female, I identify with this and I'm wondering if you feel the same, but I've been told fashion's very, very superficial and there's just so much more to fashion than uh, what's on the surface. And along your journey, well, in your family, it was well supported because you kind of grew up in, in such a healthy way. But did you find anyone trying to like dismantle you from being involved with fashion or like, you know, the naysayers who would, you know, try to eat away at your spirit and your soul about fashion and beauty and yes or no? And then if so, how did it ever like put your light out or did you allow it to ever affect you in such a way or did you always like protect that well um my family actually were never supportive of anything i did <laughs> um other than just education uh in regards to like beauty and fashion for example my mom always would wear just like black and you know dark and like not even into colors i was the exact opposite um and then in, in terms of beauty like um i had to learn it from others um and you know like even in, in iran you probably have heard with the revolution like women are not allowed to really express themselves like with so many levels like you you would get cut if you are wearing makeup going to college i was actually one of those and it was just so ridiculous like for a simple eyeliner or something um but yeah so i have to i had to always like find ways around it and i think it's very important because you know like there are these small things that can really change your mood or you know make you communicate with others better um and we see that in a lot of communities like lgbtqs and others that kind of like you know they just can really express who they are internally uh, with these tools that are available and again like thinking about metaverse and digital fashion um or gaming like all of these are again same thing they are giving you more tools to just express your inner self and identity and that's why we see a lot of um, those underrepresented communities 
uh, going for those tools, going for gaming or metaverse um, and be free of these judgments and everything that was kind of restricting them. Yeah, I see you're uh, a big advocate for BIPOC and LGBTQA plus communities. So um, uh, that intertwines with the inclusion and diversity to reach more people. Do you want to share more and give examples on that topic of the tools that can be utilized in such a way? Yeah, sure. Um, so actually, the first thing I did in the Web3 or Metaverse space was creating a um, whole uh, Metaverse platform um, for uh, underrepresented folks. Um, because again, I felt like we have given too much attention uh, to um, you know typical demographics, uh, especially in gaming. But if metaverse is really the future of internet, we need to provide these tools more equitably um, to everyone. And so, thinking about equity and um, all of that, I always try to like compensate for what was uh, missing. And, you know, being a woman, an engineer, I always felt that gap, um, that I was not given the same opportunities, that I was not treated the same way. Um, so the tools like technology tools that we are building are very important because they can help with these gaps. Um, and again, they were not, they even now they're not equally distributed. Uh, even countries that don't, don't have access to internet or, you know, even drinking water. So like, it's yeah. just not there yet. Um, so we have to work extra hard um, and very mindfully to bring that to everyone. And I know it's very cliche, but it's really what I deeply work towards every day. Yeah, I, I love all that. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate you. Thank you. Shifting into the dynamics of uh, you as an engineer. So I'm not an engineer and maybe a lot of people listening, they're not engineers. So what are some fundamental tools you as an engineer that you're utilizing to apply it to what you're building and what you're the founder of in the metaverse? Sure. I think the biggest um, takeaway from engineering or studying engineering was um, the problem solving. Um, so like I always go back to those fundamentals of like, where's the root cause? What's the problem uh, really coming from? And I also did some quality assurance uh, job, uh, which really gave me this like processes development and these ideas that I'm implementing into DAOs now. Um, so I would say uh, I don't really use anything <laughs> from the engineering courses that I took uh, on a daily basis, but the perspective that it gave me was really helpful. The other thing that is helpful is that um, in Web3 and Metaverse, there's a lot of tech that is going on. And if you are um, leading these organizations like that, uh, it's important for you to understand to some level where you can be dangerous and can ask the right questions. So that has been helpful for me because especially among developers, it's very common for them to say like, go away, you don't understand. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Um, but they can't say that when I have done a lot of things similar to that. And I know if they're bullshitting. Yeah, so I know that you... Uh are a speaker at many conferences and events, and I've been uh, invited to some, not by you, and then just seeing your name on the flyer uh, when they're doing these, you know, empowerment panels. 
So what is a smart question or the right question someone could ask you? Like, if you don't know, you don't know, but what is a smart question that someone could ask you and then you share that information? About um, diversity and inclusion? I mean- About the metaverse and being an engineer oh. and using the tools as a founder to build in the metaverse. That's an interesting question. I mean, I think um, anything is about our definition of everything. Like, you know, for example, DAOs, like things that are so new or even metaverse, right? If we don't first agree on the same concept or definition or same ground, then the rest is going to be confusing. So I like to always like start with like, what's your definition of metaverse or DAO? Because otherwise it's easy to just you know, package everybody in the same way. And I found it very different. Like, you know, for example, in the concept of DAOs, there are so many different types of DAOs and so many ways to do decentralization or autonomous or all of that. So it's very important to kind of understand that. And then also like the vision of like, why are you doing what you're doing? Instead of like, you know, we typically just talk about the benefits of everything, which is kind of like now very obvious to everyone. But I think the why and... No, it's uh, not obvious to everyone. You're no. just so zoomed in. It's your every day. I, I vibe because I've been involved since, in this space since 2018, but it's not. So I've taken, you know, the last few months to just zoom out. I was at Gary V's VCon last May. And, right. you know, after that, he was saying everyone's so zoomed in. So like in our circles in Web3, it seems every day and obvious, but... So I've taken the responsibility of zooming out and, and talking to people internationally because some of it, some people have no clue. So, yeah, yeah it's, of it's, course, it's, of course. Uh, yeah, I was talking about more, but like when you go to a Web3 conference, yeah, most mm -hmm. people know why Web3 is good, but to every person that could be a different reason. Everybody came to this industry for a different reason. Um, so that's why is kind of very important to me to be asked for. Yeah. And you uh, gracefully shared with us your why and we could, you know, go more in depth uh, with that topic. First, I would like to uh, have you answer the question that came up, which is what is the metaverse to you? Sure. To me, metaverse is just the future of Internet in a way that enhances our existing customer experiences or user experiences. Um, so if you are using Zoom call or you know, all these tools that like Instagram, social media, all of this can be enhanced um, with game engines that we have, with immersive experiences that we have. Um, and it just makes the experiences better, more fun, more efficient. Um, and so that's the part that I'm attracted to when I talk about metaverse. I'm talking about enhancing e-commerce, enhancing social connections, social networks. Um, so things like that are very appealing to me. And who are some of these people who are building these platforms that you identify with or you're partnering up with for the metaverse? Yeah, I mean, there are many, many players. And, you know, again, the people have different definitions of metaverse. Um, some people think that uh, a lot of our social platforms are also metaverse. I would say uh, the good ones are the ones that are finding a good uh, accessible middle ground. For example, spatial... Um, um, has been doing a good job with um, 
empowering a lot of um, artists and creators uh, that we see on Web3 or NFT Twitter. Um, they have built a really good community. They made the tool very accessible. Um, so I think to me, that's a good example of Metaverse that has become um, viral and accessible, um, and it has a good enough quality. Obviously, you can do better with the quality with Unreal Engine like we're doing, uh, but it will cost more and it would be less accessible to everyone. So you're utilizing Unreal Engine? Yes, we are using Unreal Engine for almost all the exp immersive experiences that we create. Uh, so I'm in the movie business. My brother has a production company on Sunset Boulevard called Gold Tree Studios. I've been hearing in his office over the last six months, Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine, and more people in the space talking about it. But for someone tuning in, what is Unreal Engine and how do you use utilize that platform? Sure. So... You know, there are different game engines um, that you can build different game games. And so thanks to the gamers, um, these game engines over time have really improved. And um, the top two ones that are being used for metaverse applications are Unity and Unreal Engine. Um, these are big companies that um, have been built over many, many years. Um, now, the difference is that Unreal Engine is the, almost the highest quality rendering that you can get, founded by, uh, you know, created by Epic Games. Um, and um, they have this very famous game um, called Fortnite. Um, and so if you are building an immersive experience or immersive movie or film, um, you can use a lot of these virtual production tools and Unreal Engine can be a great tool to recreate a lot of things that you cannot do in the real world. Um, and so that has been used in movies. Virtual production has been used in movies for so long and it's just becoming more and more common and almost the necessity of anything. Yeah, and it seems like it's more accessible to people as well and uh, creatives too to jump in and utilize their art with it, although they may not understand the engineering side to it. It seems like the Web3 community, it's combining both of these in a beautiful way, which is one of the reasons I'm super excited because, you know, like who would have thought I would be into these kind of things happening in the in the world with like finances and banks and like me having interest in any of that, but just not from a stock market point of view, but more so with you know, the technologies and what's being built in Web3. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because the metaverse can be so many different things to different people. So I love to hear your perspective on that as an engineer and like who you are, what you're doing in the space. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I want to shape shift into uh, fashion because you created the fashion DAO. So tell us more uh, about the fashion DAO. Like, what's the mission? Sure. Our vision first is to be the most, uh, the world's most equitable organization. We want to build an ecosystem where any creator can be empowered to um, create value responsibly. And the way we do that is through a public benefit corporation that is um, also decentralized and autonomous. And that's why we call it a DAO. It empowers creators and brands um, with ESG activities. Um, you know, ESG stands for environmental 
health and you know sustainability and uh, governance um, we want to make the fashion industry and you know other industries um, better using these concepts um, so it is all about our values are about empowerment um, accountability and inclusion um, those are the things that uh, are needed uh, in this world more um, so we can all do better when it comes to actual product will it only be in the metaverse or will you have fidgetals as well and the fidgetal is uh a physical merch combined with having it as an nft and a digital item as well so what do you see the vision for fashion in the near future with the fashion DAO? sure um, we see ourselves more of a facilitator and a hub um, and more of a service type of business um, so we provide education around anything around digital fashion physical fashion web3 metaverse all of these topics to just make sure everybody is getting the tools and you know uh, information they need um, we also facilitate a lot of collaboration. So if a brand or retailer wants to get into the space, um, we can connect them with the right talent and make sure that they do it very responsibly. Um, we also offer promotion to artists. Um, so events like we are doing what we're doing for NFT NYC, these type of activities are all about, you know, promoting and supporting artists uh, to be seen, to be given the value and credit. Um, so the other part is about, you know, being some sort of like, um, a credible or trustworthy um, agency where you can, uh, you know, kind of give badges or uh, instructions on like how companies and organizations or even brands do better. And to answer your question about products, uh, we will have, um, you know, marketplace to um, highlight the work and art and creations of artists, um, but we want to make it very equitable. Um, so, you know, unlike a lot of agencies or, you know, like the record labels uh, companies where they would take your work work and they exchange it in for money. Um, we want to make sure that um, everybody is on the smart contract and given the right amount of uh, credit um, and all of those things are in place. And we don't necessarily want to like accrue IP. We want creators to uh, carry over their IP. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Real quick, do you know of Genies, the digital fashion? I have heard of them. Yes, yes. So I went on a rabbit hole and Phil Hemuth, he's a, a, a poker player and I guess an investor because I saw uh, he was only following X amount of people and one was Genies and it, it led me into Genies and you can check out with a credit card and everything, uh, not even having like a social currency for crypto, a cryptocurrency. You wouldn't even know unless you looked, but it's powered by Flow. It's on the Flow network and Flow is really big with like sports and gamings. And so then I was like searching and they team up with these artists. And then I started following some of the artists on social media. But then they're having like games and contests and things. And, and they're taking the artists and the artists are actually doing the digital wearables. That, and then people can buy them for a, a really low cost and then have it in their portfolio or their app. So I did one just for fun to because I came Amazing. across an artist and to support the artist. But also just to get in there and just to play and try to utilize the tools, you know, just to, you know, cause I'm into fashion and I just, I, and then I, you know, just by doing the research, I just thought, oh, this was an opportunity. Let me try it out. So yeah. So check it out. Genies. If, um, 
uh, see what's going yes, on yes. there. I have heard great things about them, but yeah, I didn't go that deep into it. Um, yeah, there are great work are being done. A lot of marketplaces to empower digital fashion designers and, you know, AI fashion is now becoming more and more exciting and powerful. So yeah, this space is just really great, really cool. Yeah, yeah. AI fashion and uh, what you're creating. So you have the one side where you're looking to work with brands and then the other side where it's you're going to be working with artists and then doing promotional tools that way. Let's just say an individual comes to the fashion DAO because they're interested in fashion. Where do they go? What do they do? What are some first steps? What does that look like? Sure. So we have different tiers. You can become a subscriber um, and that's our third tier and you know, you get all the uh, benefits of like getting our magazine uh, discount to our events and services that we offer. Um, if you want to be a collaborator, that's our second tier. Um, so if you have projects with these brands and retailers, um, you or you want to like teach somebody something, things like that will fall into the collaborator parts. For that, we have a process, you know, uh, kind of interviews that need to be done and um, kind of scoring system that we have and all of that. Um, um, and then we have our top tier, which is the core team. They're more like operators of the organization. Um, they're working on this, building on this every day. And that's a structure that um, I got to uh, get to after a year of uh, experimenting into different structures for DAOs. Um, so that's why I'm saying like, it's just uh, quite a learning process and everybody has a very different perspective of like what these new ideas or structures are. Yeah. And then when did you create the fashion DAO? It was almost a year ago. Um, yeah, in March uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And have you done brand collaborations uh, within the fashion DAO as of yet? Um, it's been mostly like, you know, advising one on one, but the uh, big collaborations are will be going uh, soon. Very cool. So right now, building the infrastructure, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work and and setting it up for long term. And then with you being in the space of who you are and what you're doing and what you're building, are there, because I know they said, um, they, uh, the people in the community, they're like, yo, music NFTs, the next thing to pop off is fashion NFTs, like fashion and there's, you know, the metaverse fashion week. There's all these, uh, you know, metaverse shows going on, runway shows. And how is it for you? Are you finding people to be very competitive, friendly, supportive, helpful? Is, is it a lot? Is it overwhelming? Are you doing something different than everyone else? Are there a couple of people similar doing what you're doing? Like, how is it for you being a founder? Yeah, it's a very interesting and good question. Um, I think there are many people that are trying to make communities um, in the Web3 space and Web3 fashion is one of those. Um, so there are many communities. But what I found is that um, a DAO or any organization is very much um, an extension of the founder or founders um, ideas, vision and mission. So uh, with that in mind, I think all of us are very unique in our own ways. Um, so I think like my perspective, being an engineer coming into the fashion industry and a metaverse and Web3, it just made the fashion now very different um, compared to those who have different backgrounds. And I, I think all of these kind of coexist 
and um, you know create this beautiful future together. Um, so we do collaborate a lot with our sister communities, and I think that's what makes the future more beautiful. And uh, collaboration and co-creation is um, an idea that everybody believes in in the Web3 space, maybe for different reasons. Um, but I think it's a beautiful part of um, this space. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I also was wondering if someone's listening, right? Like how fine they want to be a part of the fashion job, but what do you need as a founder? Like what are you thirsty and yearning for to be able to expand and grow how someone could be a valuable asset in that way if they want to contribute and be a part of what's happening in the Web3 space? What do you specifically need support with yes thank you i think more than anything is alignment um, on our values and vision um that's what i always look for and i found like if you skip that step it's never gonna work um so the values that are important to us are empowerment accountability and inclusion and we have that tied to our vision of making uh, the most equitable uh, organization in the world. And so that is very important, especially the elements of accountability. When you talk about DAOs and decentralization, that by default is going to remove some of the control and organization that we are typically used to. So what I learned over the past year was that a lot of people are just not used to it. And so suddenly they come to this new organization and new structures and um, they expect to still be told to still be managed, not to be necessarily a self-starter. So I started looking for uh, people that are more entrepreneurial, at least for the core team, that makes a great type of person to contribute. But other factors um, like believing that everybody needs to be included, believing that we want to respect everybody, like all of those are also very important because every decision we make every day needs to be aligned with our values. And then, um, you know, like if... Uh, the collaborators we are looking at, if you are an artist, designer, we would love to have um, them in our community because um, this will be almost nothing without these collaborators. And my only goal is to just give all the tools and infrastructure and connections that I can build and the core team can build to empower these artists. Um, and so we don't even like exclude any type of fashion. So a lot of organizations are like, we're just digital fashion or we're just AI. Uh, we don't do that. Even we have a contest coming up. It's all open to all sorts of art. Um, as long as uh, you meet our values, you're welcome to join us. Cool. Yeah, we definitely love to see more about that contest and share it with people. I'll definitely repost it and uh you know, support in that way. Uh, that's really, really neat. And I liked how you said, um, you know, that you're into like all sorts of fashion because yeah, I have and that's fine. But I've come across, you know, in telegram groups and specifically looking for luxury, like who's doing what in luxury, wanting to support a family member of mine and with fidgetals and they don't know what a fidgetal is. They're like, no, I want to get rid of it. I'm like, that's fine, but let's create some kind of fidgetal. You know what I mean? And make it very cutting edge and cool and the, using the tools of the future because some of the old ways obviously are broken and not working. And it was really difficult, actually. I found like one place in Paris, you know, with these three girls who are doing uh, a project. Um, there are founders. But yeah, it was like, um, there's some people who just do sustainability. There's some people who just do digital. 
So, and that's great for a, a niche, but then it's also refreshing to hear, you know, that I can send them to the fashion DAO and they can come there and all our, their ideas will be welcomed and supported. So that's really important, especially with yes. your values. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And also our collaborators don't have to be just artists. You can be a marketer, you can be a supply chain person, you can be an engineer. They're all welcome because we are basically looking at the fashion industry as a whole and all of these, um, you know, value creators are needed to make this industry better. Um, so that's the beauty of this organization. As we move towards the creative economy and people want to be independent and owning their work, their talents, they can come um, under this umbrella of a DAO and still be credited and be empowered and not be absorbed by those conglomerates in an old way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what are some old ways that do not work? What are some red flags of old ways that don't work that people may identify with? Well, I think there is good and bad in the past. Um, I like certain structures and ideas about corporations in the past. I think they're and needed still because people are people. Um, but um, the parts about like not giving credit to an artist, for example, just saying that, you know, I paid for it, so I shouldn't name them. Things like that are, you know, not so nice to me. Um, and, you know, I was talking to um, someone who has uh, a brand and uh, I was asked, like she was you know, asking me to use her image uh, into our website and mentioning their brand name. And I asked, who is the artist? And uh, she said, I can't tell you, I paid for it. Um, so we don't have to use the artist's name. Um, and the same person was uh, the other day complaining how these bigger brands and conglomerates are um, not giving her credit for her brand and white labeling everything, um, which is really funny because people don't see what's happening, this power dynamic. Um, it's okay if it's for them, but it's not okay if somebody else does that. So yeah, all of this, I think, needs to change and shift. People need to be more empowered, especially when they have options. Yeah, beautiful. That's a great example. That's a really, really good example. It's just that cycle of what we don't want, and then we do it to others. <laughs> but just being unconscious, and it's not the individual's fault. It's what society taught us. It's what society taught the people who taught us, you know? So it's been trickled down and now is the time of the Renaissance to be able to dismantle those old structures in a psychological way with energy and the way we think, the way we're operating to, it's like twisted to like untwisted. Um, not everything is going to leave. Some systems, like you said, are in place and good and some systems will stay. Like in the pandemic, businesses and things collapsed because it wasn't sustainable. Like fashion, when fashion first started, fashion was for, for survival, to keep warm so they wouldn't, you know, they were outside and so they wouldn't die. And so, you know, so just so they could literally live. So it's totally evolved of what fashion means now and where fashion is going and the purposes of how it was like now we have homes so people aren't wearing fashion for the reasons originally of why fashion started yes yes and i want to quickly add to how i think this could be done like the shift of perspective i don't think it's going to happen overnight i think the educations and empowerment that we were really 
talking about that the fashion now wants to do is about that shift. Like we score people's um, kind of structures and organizations um, that they're running business now. And then we give them like a time to improve. We give them the tools, we give them the structure, and then we assess them again. So this type of, um, you know, goal setting and support system and things like that are what's needed to actually transform the industry. Otherwise, I don't think it's going to happen naturally. People just wake up and be, um, you know, empowering. It's like having a built-in therapist to your new structure and program. (laughs) People who really care for humanity and for the way we live in business, because we see now business is personal and, you know, we don't want to get into bed with everyone because you're not serving everybody. You know, like when you wake up, it's a psychological thing of when you go to sleep and when you wake up to do what you're building and you know who you're building and and doing it for. But yeah, so those those values need to align proper. And I think that's super important. A quick comment on that about the inclusion. It doesn't mean like we have to build a product for everybody. I think it's more about empowering everybody to have the choice of wanting to provide like luxury by nature is very exclusive. How can we bring luxury into Web3 that is supposed to be inclusive? You can make more creators. You can be inclusive on the creation side, even if you want to be exclusive on the product side. So there are all these shifts and education that needs to happen. Otherwise, we're going to have the same problems we had before. To be continued, uh, with, you know, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. We'd love to have you in the near future. Any last words of wisdoms of what you want to share with someone tuning in? I would say uh, definitely check out these new ways of doing things when you are looking into Web3 or Metaverse or even fashion. And uh, there's so many cool things to try. Um, like you don't have to like necessarily go to class or something. AI fashion is more accessible now. Um, you can just literally learn how to prompt on mid-journey and bring your ideas to life or if you want to get into building a metaverse, you can just go to spatial and create something in a matter of minutes or hours. Um, so all of these are becoming more and more accessible. I would just uh, highly encourage people to just give it a try. Join a DAO, uh, build a community, bring your friends and family with you and check out the fashion DAO and we are there to support you. Yeah, very cool. I'll have all the social media links uh, below, but do you want to uh, share one or two social media links of how people can find you? Yeah, sure. I'm everywhere uh, at NicoFar underscore and, you know, the underscore fashion underscore DAO. And um, my other company is chiefmetaverse.co. Great. Thank you so much, Nico. I appreciate you. Thank you, Katie. I, I enjoy always chatting with you and you're such a powerhouse inspiring artist and um, I'm here to always support you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out the show notes below. If you're into fashion and you learned something, would love it for you to share with one or two people on your social media platforms, a family member, a friend, and definitely explore and check out what's happening with fashion and Web3. Because of you, we are one of the top podcasts in out of almost 4 million podcasts. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Make sure you're liking, subscribing. There's a link below because we're giving giveaways every single episode. So you could win a giveaway if you want to type in the subject 
Nico Fashion. I'll know you listen to this episode in particular, and we're doing a lot of giveaways with NFTs and a variety of really fun things in entertainment. Even if you're listening to this four years from now, we give multiple giveaways. Good luck, and thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>